Uh, hello, I'm Sophie Smith from the Underpainting, first episode of the Underpainting podcast. And today I'm joined with Miriam Mathy of Breaking the Fourth Wall. So, Miriam, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm Miriam, um, and um, I host a little show called Breaking the Fourth Wall, where we kind of talk about um, issues that affect um, journalism uh, and the media industry today um, as a journalism student myself. But yeah. <laughs> so we've um, we've done a podcast together before. We were talking about um, women's issues in journalism. So <laughs> we're not we're not total strangers. Um, <laughs> so today we'll be discussing um, what what will we call this? Like the discouragement of art students, um, problems in the mm-hmm. art world, and then just us as writers, how we feel about that. Because well, the arts do sort of mm, encompass us as well. So let's mm-hmm. begin. Um, in high school, I know I took nat 5 art and um i regret not taking it at higher but i was just like even at even at the age i was i was so terrified of like not making enough money from art and i think that that's like such i i think it's sad to just give up on such like an important subject and like culture just yeah. all make money um yeah like I know that um like at my high school um we were you know re- so focused on like our exam grades and things like you know maths and um physics and, and your sciences seem to you know be up on a higher you know, pedestal compared to mm-hmm. like your art and your drama and you know music and things like that. Um, and I know that because of that and because of the academic pressure that they put on me, um, I didn't choose art even at that five level. Um, not gonna lie, I- I'm not the most <laughs> artistic person in the world, but um, yeah, I just wonder sometimes like if I had done that, like even if I hadn't done like you know the next Mona Lisa piece, um. <laughs> if maybe I would have found some sort of release or, or joy through, through doing that subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know that the way, like, I understand there's a lot of, like, budget cuts in the art departments of, like, multiple schools. I know mine was quite lucky that we had, um, mm-hmm. we had, like, pretty good facilities. But the way that the course is taught is just, it's super rigid. You can't explore different art styles mm-hmm. because, um, obviously, I can understand in a way that it's, SQA wants to to analyze your technical skills and that you can that you need to learn the basics before you sort of explore but I know that if you're taking mm-hmm. art at like especially in high school you have like some artistic talent and you've been in, interested in art for years and I know that mm-hmm. um, studying art at like nat five I was like this is so boring I can't stand still life mm-hmm. and it's just I think putting my own spin on the project that it turned in would have been way more like fulfilling. I don't know. It's just I feel like it's not really fair to students who were trying to teach creativity and analysing art, all these different artists and then just forcing them to 
do still life or something that they're not totally interested in. And then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably teachers. Teachers probably don't like it as well. Like, um, yeah. they probably wish that, you know, obviously they're there to teach people uh, about art and about something that they're passionate about. Um, and they're having to teach kids how to draw an apple every year. Like, yeah. um, you know, it, it gets, it must be hard for them as well. And um, it's so discouraging that, you know, like, you know, obviously the the examination system or whatever is encouraging kids to um, push themselves down like a certain path. It's like, you know, still life is a good way for them to, you know, show their analytical skills or, you know, artist skills whilst they, this you know the the student themselves doesn't feel fulfilled with what they've done um just because you know the school system or the education system in general in, in Scotland or the UK are pushing people towards um what I, like their grades so like they're valuing an A over like a child feeling you know fulfilled in what they've done and enjoying the process of you know researching and and making a piece um, and so much so that like people are discouraged from going into the subjects and it starts this kind of cycle of like then if there's not that many you know people going into it then you know the department's not getting funding and you know there's just this kind of feeling that you know art's not the way to go because of just the way this horrible cycle is is going. Oh no totally and then I think it's I think it's even worse because when you take an art subject you need to analyse and then research and then write essays about these artists and how they've impacted society so like you look at Picasso and think oh that's that's a bit crap that's not really art I could do that but then when you learn about his life and what he's done and then try and just like just think the look the wider picture and his impact on society and then we're just like oh art's useless you'll never if you um anything yeah. outside of science and business is totally useless but then it's like the skills that you build up taking an art subject is um I mean it's you kind of just need them you need to learn how to analyze you need to uh, um understand things on like a deeper level and I don't think yeah I think people brush off yeah. art too much as like oh it's it's just a hobby when it's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they, there's never a level of seriousness with it yeah like nobody really takes like if someone says oh I want to be an artist like nobody really takes them seriously from a young age um but like I think for me um the art subjects and, and seeing people make art and and learn about artists for me gives a you know a deeper appreciation for things that I see um you know at museums or or whatever um and like you've got to think about like you know like the Mona Lisa is obviously like a really extreme example um but like tourists from all around the world just come to see like a you know a painting of a lady on the on the wall but like you know it's just it's actually kind of awesome to think that like art has that impact and where our world would be without you know um people seeing the world through their own lens and and their own artistic sense uh, to me seems quite upsetting to think that uh younger people will be discouraged from kind of taking on this path um professionally 
um you know obviously encourage them still to do it as a hobby as well but you know art art can be a profession um and I don't think that they should be discouraged from that mm-hmm. and then it's just I know your example of the Mona Lisa was like extreme but it's like people want to cut funding to arts because it's like oh it's useless but the Mona Lisa was this extremely impactful cultural thing so you think like all everything that we consume like as hobbies and stuff like we look at we look at um tv shows and um even like graphics and like advertisements and like those um the like the things on like microsoft even it's like oh mm-hmm. art's useless but art the arts follow us like in every facet of society so we can't just be like oh art's useless we need to cut funding and then and then have logos because it's it's sort of like totally yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. It, um i know there was that that one um infographic that was going around of like the photo of the dancer for the the um going against the tory um mm. well the tory budgeting cuts for arts and then it sees all these things like oh the makeup artist the choreographer mm-hmm. the photographer the lighting then it just goes to show like how important the arts are and then we just blow them off it's like oh it's, it's you'll never make money when it's just some yeah like you want to enjoy things <laughs> yeah yeah like especially like with a lot of like you know the Tories and, and things like that and you'll find that a lot of people up high in, in you know parliament and, and, and in power um they'll probably you know spend most of their weekends doing like really high bougie things like going to the theater and um all that kind of thing like and getting all these experiences and they'll sit and enjoy themselves with a glass of wine or 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 whatever and I don't think sometimes they realize that like you know it's not just the people on the you know the the stage that are the artists it's the Mm -hmm. the stage managers and the photographers and the makeup artists and you know the prop makers and all these kind of things that um they're not taken for granted but yet will cut their budget um and kind of destroy a part of um everybody's lives for you know especially like for people who are so high up like they probably frequent the the art scene a lot more than you know your working class or or whatever so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think it's just the entire argument that like art is useless is so stupid but yeah um, I have one criticism is that the art world is like very I know that you're not like um I know that you're not like the biggest art fan but <laughs> if, you spend, <laughs> if you spend any time in the art world you realize that more more often than not there's like there's some real artists with like something to say mm-hmm. that are just that don't have like the resources or mm-hmm. the the time and money and then the people that are that are like taking up all these spots in art schools and fashion schools are sort of just like not to not to criticize them but they do come from they come from money they mm-hmm. have all these opportunities because of money that they have come from and I think it's just very frustrating to like look at the art world and see the new trend of like um pretending to be disenfranchised to make your art mean something when it's just oh you live in New York and you have an apartment paid for by your trust fund mm-hmm. and you got this super expensive yeah art school. you got this super expensive art school whether well there's some 
someone that has something to say they could either be a street artist or whatever who can't afford to go to art school who can't who's like working too hard to um create a portfolio that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would actually um that and that the art the board of an art school would like um even consider and I think it's just even in um even in Scotland and not just like in America the Glasgow School of Art I know that a bunch of people who have like got real talent were just turned away because the the schools are too picky so it's like only the best of the best but then at the same time it's like you're being so exclusive that you're never letting mm-hmm. you're never letting people have a chance so it once again mm-hmm. creates a vicious cycle of no one wants to take art subjects because they're discouraged from it because you can only be the best to ever yeah yeah you go on to higher higher education and then it's just oh we'll only accept the best and then the best are usually the best because of the time that they've spent because they I mean not stereotype because they don't really have as many outer academic responsibilities and I think it's just mm-hmm. I just it's a it's a sad state of affairs for the art world is what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I was reading up on on some of the things from last year's, like the proposed um cut in in the budget, and um I know that a lot of reporters were saying that um it's not actually like you know your your rich people that are going to be hit by this, but it's going to be your working class, like really talented kids that have found their outlet through art that are going to lose out because of this. Um, you know, there's millions of pounds that are are getting taken away from the arts that could help, you know, with a scholarship or, um, you know, could help by uh, supplying like, you know, paintbrushes and and other kind of art supplies for these working class kids that are going into the art world. But, you know, they're so talented, but they can't afford to go to, you know, an art store and spend like, 50 pounds on a set of I don't know like pens um (laughs) or like paints or whatever um just like willy-nilly whilst like your richer kids can do that and and can take on different styles and express themselves through this thing and it's kind of sad because if you think about it like um back like you know centuries ago when you know music and that was all kind of getting in and stuff like music and art and things like that were specifically for the rich like you didn't see you know your average you know servant um hundreds of years ago getting a portrait made of them but it's like all the kings and the queens and like your rich people and it's really sad to think that we've kind of come back full circle like again to that kind of mentality where it's like only the rich are gonna get into this scene when, as you said, there's so many people out there that have got so much talent and and want to be in the art world, but because of their outer responsibilities, you know, work and and family life and um, like rent and things like that, just take over. Um, and yeah, like there's just this whole overwhelming cloud of discouragement towards the art scene. And even like mm-hmm. even even us as writers, I know. Mm-hmm. 
um I know people doing creative writing degrees are nearing their end and they're like so worried for ah shit I don't know what to do (laughs) I'm sort of like I've lost um I've I've got no direction I don't know what to do I don't know if I can make a living Mm -hmm. writing stories and then it's just why 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 should like these young people be so scared of um not making any money out of their passions when it's like they they have obvious talent but it's just oh I'll never get published I'll never do this I'll need to I'll need to get done another degree and then it's just it's like it's scary to think about like um we're discouraging all this all this talent because oh I'll never make money when it's just being a writer and especially a creative writer takes more time and effort than just getting a a, I don't know a business degree and then going working for a company and doing a nine to five and then living like a somewhat comfortable life I don't know yeah I I sound I sound like I sound like I'm so (laughs) anti-business no (laughs) like we need we need every kind of person to make the world work like Mm -hmm. We need our business people and we need our biologists and we need our engineers, but there is such a big place for writers and um, artists in this world that is not getting filled with a diverse group of people because mm-hmm. of this discouragement. And I know like for me as, as a writer, I remember vividly when I was younger, um, always wanted to, to be an author, always wanted to write. And I remember a teacher like kind of telling me like, you know, an author's not really the most secure job path like you might not make money from this um and like whilst that's realistic like you know not everybody makes it big but you know there's a kind of that level of disappointment and discouragement from a very young age towards that like and it can kind of curb your um creativity in that in that form because you're kind of going yeah, I would love to spend hours at a time writing a story, um, but realistically, I should be focusing on my maths or or something else. Um, and I know for me, like obviously, I then shifted from wanting to do kind of creative writing and things to um, a more academic point of view with journalism um, and taking on that kind of the news side of it. But there's just still a part of me that yearns for the more creative um outlets that I felt that I was really discouraged from um but yeah so no no (laughs) absolutely um I know I wanted to take English and before I decided on journalism but I was like oh no I'll I'll never get a job I'll never do this I'll never do that and then (laughs) and then before that it was or they say it's like when they say like you know you you want to do like um English or creative writing or something like that and then everybody comes up to you and they go oh yeah so you're gonna become a teacher oh or you get the look and they're like oh sure okay <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna do something after that and I'm like, oh, this, is, this is what I want to do uh, I don't know I've always been I've always been a creative like creative since birth no but um I remember um wanting to be an artist and then I was was like oh well you're good at it but maybe just as a hobby and I was just like um, yeah yeah this is, this is bleak <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know it's hard to talk about without like getting 
getting upset and then just getting frustrated at the entire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. system of the art world because it's either the art world just collapses in on itself or it goes like completely corporate and then we just make blob drawings for Microsoft and just write <laughs> like not to not to shit on the news but I think like my from my experiences writing news writing I was just oh no this is so monotonous and like just boring. it is it is <laughs> it's like it's easy to do well it's, it's not easy to do but it's like you can get your head around it but then it's just there's no yeah and it's like obviously you can't just embellish the news but it's just it's 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 a bit frustrating to write for the news and then just feel like I don't feel happy with this I don't and it's like even the same with people who maybe wanted to do surrealism but are now um stuck making those blob drawings for Microsoft it's like okay I'm doing (laughs) what I want but it doesn't make me happy but it makes me money yeah which is just the entire problem with the art world right now it it makes me happy but it makes me no money so I'll need to take on I'll need to work myself to the bone to have enough money to do what I want Mm -hmm. which is just yeah capitalism you know no (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a really sad state of affairs to think that like you know um Mm -hmm. there's so much potential out there but we're discouraging it so much Mm -hmm. I think like for me one thing that I'm trying to do um obviously when I when I do have the funds for it like to support local artists and and small artists um and things like that because you know those kind of small steps can help encourage people to even if they're working a corporate job and they're you know in a nine-to-five business job if they're still finding pleasure through doing drawing when they you know drawing or art or whatever when they come home and being able to sell it and getting that validation from people appreciating their art um then hopefully we can start turning the the art scene back into what it should be um which is you know a a diverse playing ground for everyone um Mm -hmm. i know i know especially in edinburgh there's so many shops that um sell smaller artists work which i think Mm -hmm. is really good and then it's getting their name out there tourists can see it since obviously Mm -hmm. it's built on tourism a little bit and so it's just it's nice to see but at the same time it's like it really just drives home that art is everywhere we consume art we do we like we take in we take apart and analyze art it's like art is everywhere so we need to like treat it with some form of respect and we need to treat the people who create our art who want to study art with the same level of respect and not just blow them off as like oh sure as a hobby for sure yeah yeah there's so many different outlets to go as well like I know that for Glasgow um like there's graffiti trails where like people will go around and they'll look at all this amazing art that people have done um there's huge murals across Glasgow that are just absolutely gorgeous and it just really makes like you know what they say like people make Glasgow and it's like (laughs) it's people people who are artistic that help make Glasgow Glasgow so it's like it is such a sad world to live in if things like you know the Tories cut and and stuff like that continues to happen um and obviously if art schools um are really selective about who they take in and not necessarily encouraging 
other people and other styles. Um, it's just really sad to think that that could come to a point where we don't have that many artists about or people who value art for what it is. Um, oh, no, absolutely. And I know that I'm a little bit of an art buff, <laughs> obviously, since I've created this website. But I know that there's a lot of... Dis- I know especially back in the day, like in the 30s and 40s, there was a lot of discrimination between like um, surrealist styles that differed from... like portraiture landscape and they're like oh this is rubbish a four-year-old could do this and then like that <laughs> that sentence <laughs> kind of just carried on up until today because I know I was um I was in our gallery I was at Van Gogh Live actually <laughs> with um Ooh. with with some friends and then uh I walked out and they were like oh this is pretty good but I think I could do that and it's like okay um, I don't really think you could, but I'll let you think that. So it's just that the minute an art style deviates from like total realism, it's just oh, I could do that. When they yeah, yeah. understand the, what went into that picture and that drawing, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know. I think it's just people don't understand what art is because I know for a fact that. Picasso, steering the topic from Van Gogh to Picasso, is that he did he did train in realism and then he moved on to surrealism once he like mastered it. I know he said mm-hmm. he said it took he said it takes ten years to paint like and I can't remember who he said it was either it takes ten years to paint like a master but it takes a lifetime to paint like a child, which just it really just says a lot about art I think in the art world and how we view art and so it's just I know I'm going to repeat myself but it is very frustrating because I do care a lot about art and then just to see people blow off is like oh it's, it's just a hobby it's just this it's just that yeah it's just yeah. very upsetting I think I think especially if you're like know a bit about art history there was um a lot of people just mm, I lose my train of thought but it is just <laughs> I'm just so yeah. angry <laughs> it's just yeah, like... people who have um stood against art and then that has had some serious repercussions <laughs> and we can still feel those today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know yeah dark time (laughs) (laughs) um so thank you for joining me thank you for listening to ramble (laughs) (laughs) so um thank you do you have any closing statements or no i just like i just want to (laughs) i just want to encourage everybody to like um support local support small Mm -hmm. um you know even if it's your best friend who's um doing like a portrait like they're good at you know small like kind of I don't know anime style or or whatever um kind of art um encourage them by maybe buying one for uh someone else's birthday or something like that and and just encourage them in small steps to help them realize that um their talent in art um can become you know big it can become a profession 
uh, and not to discourage them by going you know you'll never make it begging um <laughs> and yeah just like encourage people and and you know explore art explore the art scene um go to museums and and then um, you know go to the theater and, and read books and all this kind of stuff and encourage people um to continue and make our art scene not only in scotland uh, but the uk and the world like amazing because our world would be so dull without that culture um, but yeah so yeah <laughs> that's me <laughs> it's absolutely thank you so much Mary, for joining me on the first episode of the underpinning podcast thank you and goodbye <laughs>